discussion of the have smoked at least 100 cigarettes in their lifetimes, concluding that indicates an increase in entry points for COVID-19. White House officials say it's not official. S&P futures are down 33, Dow futures down nearly 300. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Every home has things it needs, things that need to be maintained, fixed, or replaced. The Home Depot is here to help you get it done. You can easily find what you need on our app, order it online with the push of a button, and have it brought to your door with free delivery on over a million items. We have the essentials you need, the online know-how you may need to do it yourself, and low prices that make it all possible. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. We understand that these are uncertain times, and while we are all looking for answers, we know many of you are also looking for help. That's why Liberty Mutual is automatically refunding a portion of our customers' personal auto insurance premiums. We're also offering flexible payment options for those who have been financially affected by the crisis. In these uncertain times, we want you to know we are here to help. Learn more about what Liberty Mutual is doing at libertymutual.com slash COVID-19. of action figures paying tribute to heroes on the coronavirus front lines. Fisher Price will sell doctor, nurse, EMT, grocery worker, and delivery driver figures for $20 each, as well as a five-character little people set. The net proceeds, $15 from each sale, will go to groups that support first responders. The figures are available for pre-order through May. Shipping isn't expected until the end of the year. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Crisis or opportunity? You get to decide. Thousands are losing jobs, but could you turn this crisis into a better life for you and your family and do it all from home? A 39-year-old entrepreneur from a billionaire family spent $20 million in five years to find the best home-based business in North America. He researched 70 different companies, and when he found the only one that had real long-term potential, he bought it. Right now, he's looking for people to help him turn this company into his next billion-dollar success story. Want to be your own boss and create a residual income without ever leaving your home? Grab a pen. I'll tell you exactly where to learn all about this unique and rare opportunity. Go here next. .com. Go to the site now. Income based on performance, not politics. Interested? Go here next.com. Turn this crisis into an opportunity for a better life today. GoHereNext.com. Do you need better insurance? Do you need help comparing rates and coverages from several companies? Hi, I'm Russ Norris with Matthews Insurance in Athens. 
Our agency has a history of working hard for our customers, and we are here to help you find a policy that is right for you. Give us a call at 593-5573 or Google us. Matthews Insurance. Friendly. Reliable. Local. Since 1945. Our community is better together. Integrate Athens, the new division of the Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities, partners with other local organizations, groups, and people to help our community come together. The Integrate Athens team works with schools, civic groups, and communities in Athens County, helping create friends, allies, and neighbor connections. Check out Integrate Athens on Facebook for events and activities that you can be a part of. Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities, Integrate Athens, helping Athens County become a more inclusive place to live, work, and have fun. So it turns out many people don't know that c &E Hardware in Athens sells major appliances. Everything from refrigerators to washers and dryers, all delivered for free. Plus they're delivered by the c &E staff, not a third party out of Columbus. c &E will haul away the old appliances for free. Some places charge as much as $30. If you want to pick it up, you can do that too. We have over 100 appliances in stock. When you're in the market for a new kitchen appliance, think c &E Hardware first. I'm Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. This is no ordinary time in Ohio, in the country, in the world. Closures, social distancing, changing behaviors, it's all very difficult and very necessary. Small acts will make a difference. Thank you for what you are doing each and every day. Ohio, we're in this together. Furnished by Governor Mike DeWine in the OAB. Are you tired of working out alone? Join Ohio University's group fitness classes offered at Ping Recreation Center. Group fitness brings new energy to your workouts, community, and fun. Multiple classes are offered daily. Download the Ohio Rec app to see the group fitness schedule or visit www.ohio.edu slash recreation. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM Fine, thank you. Sitting here on my porch, looking out. It's a nice, nice cloudy day that we have. So, yeah. uh, it was gorgeous. We've had several lately, and then we have those intermittent, not so pleasant. But anyway, it's it is April, May. 
I <laughs> that's great. I love it. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm a product of Defiance, Ohio, up north western Ohio, up near Lyman Toledo, that area. Flat flat land, oh boy, but good farming land, great farming land. So <laughs> that's for sure. Yes. So, um, my my mom worked for the uh, county commissioners. My dad was a uh, with Toledo Edison for forty some years. And we lived in Holgate, Ohio, and in Defiance, primarily Defiance. So that's where I graduated, did all my sports learning and all the early learning. So I have an older brother who used to beat the heck out of me, and I guess it made me tough. And uh, I have a younger sister, five years younger. So, And she lives in Columbus. My brother still lives in Defiance. Couldn't leave. Yes. Um, coach Mason was my eighth grade football coach. Um, Scott Daly, as you well know. I know that Scott Daly, quite an athlete himself, that's for sure. That's, uh, uh, yes, I enjoyed having Scott in many ways, you know, so, knowing him, knowing the family. So I, I said to Scott, Mercy, uh, Jim must be older than I realized. <laughs> David, 75, come on. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just, you know, 70, Mark, 70 and I'm eight. three quarters, three quarters of a century. I, 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 I enjoy every day I wake up. It's yeah. wonderful. Coach Mason also uh, had my brother Larry in eighth grade I football, did. too. Yes. So. Well, Larry, I remember I had Larry in football, and he made a great touchdown pass down in Marietta once. We beat him 6 nothing. We loved every moment of it. So <laughs> That's it right. Great. I remember that, too. I was at that game. So, yep. yeah, a lot of great memories, Coach. So, yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that. Yes, indeed. So, Jim, football was primarily your thing? Oh, gosh, no. No, no, I'm a cross-country. Okay. Uh, I ran cross-country four years, led it all four years, played basketball. I played with one of the best basketball players come out of the state. A guy named Jimmy Myers went up to Michigan, and, uh, and then I played baseball. That Baseball was my favorite sport. There you but, go. Uh, I enjoyed the others, enjoyed being part of it. And they needed a football coach when I first started teaching in 68 at the middle school. And so I said, well, I may as well try it. So the kids, the kids did well. It was a fine group of young men. So yes, we did. I enjoyed three years of that. Well, um, so Defiance, uh, we're, we're out of there. Um, I tell you what, I got out of Defiance. I got out of defiance because I got a call to the principal's office one day, and I thought, oh, gosh, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there were five other guys who were really good good, you know, good citizens. I thought, maybe it's not so bad. When I got down there, the guy looked at me and said, how would you guys like to go to Buckeye Boys State down in Athens, Ohio? Uh -huh. and, and, boy, I lit up much happier than what I thought I was going to be, and that got me started. Why don't you come down here and... You know, taking that bus down here and seeing the hills, and then I thought, there are hills in Ohio. I like this. <laughs> yes, the, so, um, uh, I remember very much growing up in Worthington in the 60s, uh, you know, Buckeyes, Boys State, and that was a big deal, wasn't it? 
Oh, it was. It was great. What a, what an experience it was. Ten, ten days uh, living Jefferson Hall, you know, floating all over campus. So it was it was really a, a nice experience. Got me come down here and got me interested in coming down to play baseball for, for Bob Brand. So it helped. Well, Coach Rand was a great one, wasn't he? Oh, my gosh. We could eat teach. He, he was so great in, in pre-sessions with him in one of the uh, old – uh, go over center rooms, and he would just entertain us. I mean, he just he just loved baseball. Baseball was it with Bob. Well, listen, great man. So I, I guess, um, and these are things I'm learning as I go. So I didn't. So Buckeye Boys State. So that that linked you to a high university early on. And it did. Um, was there any other school you looked at? I did Hiram. Uh, and Kent State, both uh, both were baseball schools. Uh, as Scott as Scott would know, from Scott Strickland, who went there and played baseball at Kent State, mm-hmm. uh, very good programs. But uh, one, as I said, once I came here for ten days, uh, I was sold. My, my parents always said, my dad always said, Jim, what do you do? You you put put dotted a Defiance, Ohio, then you put a string out. And you went around the state to see which school was the furthest one away from Defiance. <laughs> and, and you know what? I had to agree with him. I, I really didn't do that, but I thought it is a good way to, to break break ties. And uh, I mean, I still love going back to, to Defiance, seeing my brother, and seeing Kirk Lehman, the Lehman family, and so on. But uh, Athens, Athens is home. This is where Betty and I are so happy to be a, a part of this community, and, and uh, hope to spend our last days here, well, which I hope I. So, so at what point did the the idea of being an educator uh, surface, and and you know where where did, where did that come from? Well, it was in high school. Uh, I, I really liked math, uh, and so I thought, well, I want to be a math teacher, but I could also, if I'm a math teacher, I could also coach, and, and et cetera. So uh, that was my initial start. That's when I came to OU. Uh, I was in the math. Uh, trying to get into the math department and so on, you know, in my studies. But I also found out that I really, the sports part really needed to be part of my life. So uh, I I did a dual, uh, and I ended up being really a major in uh, physical education and health and a minor in math. So uh, I thought, well, at least it gives me two options to possibly get hired eventually. Did you start initially as a teacher, or did you uh, end up in a supervisory role quickly? No, no, I was very fortunate. I had I had three contracts sitting in in a cupboard uh, out there at Robinson Trailer Park, and finally, Athens said, "We'd like to have you be our sixth grade middle school teacher uh, for PE." It was the first year where all the schools came together, so I had about 250 uh, sixth graders, ten classes a day, each a half hour each, and boy, was that an exciting time! And I'm glad I was young. Because boys keep up with school. the sixth grade was yeah. middle school That was the first year, sixty-eight, sixty-nine. Okay. Consolidation came together, and uh, and it was a great experience. Uh, as with Elsie Woods, there, uh, Mr. Woods, of course, always called him, and uh, Sam Henderson hired me. Uh, uh, Sam was uh, in, the, in my course when I was a principal. He was my my superintendent, so uh, I had a great. Great three years, and that's when I got into coaching football with Scott and Larry and so on. And, uh, I, I had what I liked was I had all the six, 
refrigerator. So when they run on a ladder, I have all of them, uh, except those who moved in, of course, later on. But uh, I, I knew all those students, and uh, it's, uh, having them every day, you know, you really get to know your students. So it was, uh, which I did, I knew all of them at that point. Today, it was not so easy. They come up and they go, you know me, Mr. Mason? I go, oh, please give me some help. And once they do, then I can picture what they used to look like. <laughs> but no, I was one of those sixth graders, too, by the way, in your first sixth grade teaching area. Okay. 68, 69. Yes. Uh, yep. And, and which group were you in at that point, Scott? Which which number were you? I was you in a, group two. One, two, or three? Two? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I remember I had you... I remember I had you folks in the morning, the first half of the year, and then the second half, you moved to the afternoon, uh, so that the, those afternooners got to be in the morning for, for half a school year, so... Right, right. I'll tell you what, we love the floor hockey uh, classes, too. <laughs> <laughs> floor hockey is so exciting. You know, I picked up a big one in Europe, is it, handball, which is similar, except you don't need a stick. <laughs> yeah. It's great, because it's so active, and everybody gets to be in part, you know, a part of it. Well, you know, I've got Tom Castoris and all these people pushing me on pickleball now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, they want me to just try it once, and I I guess I will. But uh, it's interesting how all these different things come along. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the floor hockey was great, Coach, so I loved that. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it still sits with you, Scott. I'm it glad does. to hear that. And, <laughs> and I still remember the list on the wall when everyone, and whenever someone got a hat trick, your name got on that list, and you made the wall. <laughs> hey, so you selected Ohio University, and, yes. and uh, you came here with education in mind, but then added the physical education component to it. And um, uh, the, the college experience, you know what the image oh. of Ohio University students is, and I like that image, I might add. Some people don't. Where you had a very social group, um, you know, the party school. I, I don't mind being the party school when the academics are so highly uh, recognized. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, it, it doesn't bother me at all that we have that image so long as the other part is there, and it is for sure. Now, yes. Um, so. Life at Ohio University, you thoroughly enjoyed it, I take it? Oh, David, it did. It, you know, started out with Perkins Hall, and then I went outside housing, and eventually I, I went to Europe, uh, the German work program. I don't know if you're familiar with that or Scott, either one of you. That, but anyway, it was one of the first years they did it back in 65, and my buddy, Dad, came to me and said, Jim, how would you like to go with Dick to Europe for the summer? I said, I can't afford that. And he goes, I'll pay for it for you. I said, I can afford it. And boy, <laughs> boy, did we have three months of, of excitement. I tell you what, it definitely uh, lit my whistle for wanting to spend more time there eventually. So, Just, just this morning I received a, a, what do you call it, Facebook message from Danilo Tavares, who lived with us for a year. Oh, yes. From uh, Brazil. And, uh-huh. And um, I'll later in the day answer it. But... Uh, we have hosted so many international students coming this way. Yes, good um, idea. But also, you know, it's so cool how students from here can go elsewhere. Yes. Really 
Yes. Well, listen. Um, so let's see here. So now, somewhere along the way, way you you met this lady. I did. Boy, what did I? Sixty, sixty-six. Yes. Betty, right? Betty, Betty Justice. Yes. Now, um, sixty-six. So this was when you before you had graduated from college, right? Right. And what right. was her interest at OU? Uh, her so hearing speech, speech and hearing therapy. But so, she uh, got her undergrad in. Now, um, the two of you uh, became an instant item? Well, I would say that. I mean, you know, she's listening in the other room. I'm not, she's, she's probably smiling right now. Yeah. We, we've always said it was a blind date, uh -huh. and uh, we've been blind ever since. It's happily <laughs> blind to, to be together. So, you know, 52 years worth. So, uh, so, so I'll go back to, I went 65 to, to Germany, uh, Europe. Uh, Betty went in '66, and that was our, our one of our special ties. We had them when she came back. Uh, same experience, right? And we got pretty serious about what we wanted to do in life together, and so on. And uh, eventually, it worked. We got married during my, which was should have been my. Actually, it's that's four or five years of your life, you know, being at OU. So I went five. I thought I'm going to stretch this out as long as I can. Uh, so uh, we got married in 68 and uh, came back. Uh, at that point, I was working for uh, Vernon Alden and Marion. Marion and Vernon Alden. I was, I lived in the carriage house there for three years. Yep. And, and well, then in 68, Doc came to me and he goes, hey, Jim, he says, could, could you come? I said, well, I'm, I'm teaching at the middle school, Doc. I said, you know, he says, I says, he says, I want you to be there with Betty. I said, Doc, I can't live in that carriage house with my wife. I said, there's been nothing but guys living in there for years. He said, we'll renovate it. And boy, did they. Yeah. Uh, you, you, uh, Maggie, you remember Maggie? Uh, God, I'm going to say Maggie Smith. It's not that. Uh, anyway, she lived there on uh, East State Street. Anyway, she came in and she got her workers in there and renovated the place. Uh, so Maggie Davis. So anyway, so we lived oh, there and Maggie I did. Davis, of course. Yes. Yes. So I, I worked for Vern, and also taught school that year. So it was a great year. So we didn't spend any money, so we made enough money. So in 71, we finally had a, had a uh, what would you call a, a little wedding getaway time. Mm -hmm. So we went to Europe together. So we said, we've both been there separately. Let's go together. So we went in 71 uh, to experience 45 days of, of enjoyment. Well, you know, um, the carriage house, uh, I've held, I used to hold meetings there when we were uh, founding what we have today now known as Kids on Campus. Darn right. And I was part of that. Yep. So, uh, Ann Teske and, uh, oh, mercy, the uh, president's wife at the time. Of, uh, oh, come on. That was uh, Renee Glidden. Glidden's, Glidden's wife, yes. Because they really renovated that room. That room used to be the storage room for uh, Alden's extra furniture, etc. But they really made that a nice area up there for where well, you could meet. Okay, so so you get this offer to become a teacher. Um, yes. Did, it, did you have an interest in becoming um, more of a leadership, like uh, a principal level or something like that all along? Or no, I, actually, at that point, I didn't, David. I really was just really, I really was enjoying as I said, having all five school elementary schools come together that I get to be part of their young life. 
and was really enjoying it. But about uh, then he'd gotten her master's at seventy. That's when she got her teaching uh, master uh, degree, rather than speech and hearing. And uh, Sam Henderson walked through my gym one day, and he just smiled at me. He says, "says I think maybe you might want to look into getting a elementary principal's certificate." I said, "Hmm." And then he just kept on walking. And I went home and I said, Betty, you know, Dr. Henderson came through and he, she says, well, there must be some jobs might open up pretty soon, so maybe you ought to look into that. Well, I did, and I got in the program. And by 72, I had my certificate. Uh, in 71, he, he put me in as the assistant principal out at the Plains Elementary, and I couldn't have been any luckier or more fortunate to be at such a, a fine school with all the buildings out there with uh, Miss Rowland, she was the principal at the time, oh, yes. took me under her wing, and uh, it was the start of quite an interesting administrative career. I was very fortunate. Well, you know, you're best known, at least probably because the time I arrived um, in late 73 um, from Hawaii is where I moved. Um, mm-hmm. I knew you as the Chansey Elementary and, um, you know, I don't know when I realized that, but because my kids were very young. And right. In fact, two or three of them hadn't been born yet. But uh, <laughs> I guess two. Anyway, the point to all of this is, uh, so being, uh, you know, we had five elementary schools back then. Um, each one had a certain personality to it and unique unique um, problems, maybe? Unique yes, uh, bright spots, so. too. So, Chansey, uh, it doesn't exist anymore. It's been blended into uh, the Plains, I guess, mostly. But um, that school, uh, when I was coaching soccer, we practiced out there on that field and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, that was a nice school, I thought. Um, it, it- it is. And, and what, why, what were the challenges of Chansey's principalship? Well, number one for me was stepping in after Clyde Jarvis, who had been there for years, and, and his staff absolutely loved him, adored him. Uh, they weren't ready for him to uh, retire, uh, which he did nicely for me, because Betty and I were just coming back from our three years overseas with, our, with Aaron and Molly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to have an administrative position. I, you know, I was on a leave of absence. Well, Shelly had taken over for me at the Plains and had the new school built while she was there. And I thought, I didn't have anything. I did it initially. It started with getting things, people interested in, in talking about getting a new school. But you know, she went through all the process of, of seeing it put together. So I said, I, I really, I, I don't want to take over that position, as much as I love the teachers there, and I still go to the Red Hats with the Plains teachers, but uh, Clyde said, you know, he said, I'm ready to do something else. He said, I could retire and you could have this position. I said, I would love love that. Of course, Betty was teaching there also, so she'd have to put up with me for the next six years. Uh, besides that whole, she'd also have to do it at work, uh, but I've been a principal the year before over at uh, Frankfurt International School, so she was used to having me as her principal, so it wasn't so bad. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I, I was fortunate, opened up, and uh, it was it was a nice challenge. It was 
hard because people were so used to Clive's way of doing things, but I think he and I did many things similarly, and we were both very aware of, of our population of the fine young people that we got to work with, their parents, uh, and I just worked hard at getting to know as many people as I could, used to ride to school buses to see where the youngsters lived, so if I had to go out and see their parents for something or take them home because they were ill or whatever, uh, I'd know how to get there, and uh, it worked. They, they accepted me, and uh, I was happy to, to be part of the part of that school, and, and it was a great, and it still is a great school, as I see Rick Bonjourno every once in a while, he goes, wasn't chance a great school? And I said, it was. I said, I just, so I believe they had the preschools there. You know, the preschools are, are still there, and those, those youngsters are, are fun. And there was some um, special education, not special education, like that term, but uh, what am I trying to say? Speech therapy well, and things like that. You know, yeah. they, they have some special programs out there that they still offer in those buildings. And, uh, yes, yes, they do, and, and it's good to still be used. And it's great what you were talking about, Dave. I always thought, look at that field out there, yeah, yeah. the stadium. They worked at least renovating at least half of it, so it's decent for people to spectate and so on. That uh, it's it's a nice piece of, of land, and that and I hope that it stays in the school system. And they don't. They don't try to dump it out somewhere that they keep use it, utilizing it as best they can. So, I think it's still used as a practice field. Good. And, that uh, part. So I, I, I hope they save it too. Yes. Well, those people out there, I'm, I'm part of the Chansey Dover Lions Club, and and it, they have a lot of pride. And they have a lot. Of, they really believe in, in that school, and that school put a lot of their children through through to the next level. And uh, I think it's very important. That, that school stays as part of Athens City Schools, so, so I'm trusting that will happen. So how long were you a principal? Roughly. 20? I, I missed that, David. Did you say that again? How long were you a principal? How many years? Well, I started in 71 as assistant at the Plains, and I went there through, well, oh, 80, 85, when I took over middle school for one year. Uh, Daryl Cook left abruptly in, in uh, August one year. It was the year actually we'd taken the kids overseas uh, to to Europe just for the summer. Yep. And I came back and there was a note on my phone saying, please call June Slobodian. Well, I called June and she says, well, Jim, have you seen? I said, yeah, I see Daryl resigned. She says, we need you as the middle school principal. I said, ooh, my daughter's going to be in eighth grade. I'm not sure this, this could be a, well, Molly wasn't overly happy, but she ended up finding out it was really nice having Dad so close whenever she needed money or after school needed to go somewhere with friends. She didn't have to go find us somewhere. Mm -hmm. She'd just come into the office, leave a note, and I knew where she was, so on. So. Now, you know, even preparing my notes, I had completely forgotten about your middle school principalship. Yeah, I got back there, Scott. See, I couldn't stay away. I, you know, I like I like being part of that school. So, uh, yeah, David, I was there that one year, and that's when we uh, got Paul Grippa. Uh, in. Right. And I remember going through the applications, and uh, they handed them to me. And I, I was not on the committee. I said, no, I'm not going to apply for this because I want to go back to being an elementary principal. But uh, let me you know, go through the, through the uh, applications. And when I saw Paul, I said, you don't have this guy coming. They go, no. I said, well, he's from down on the river here. He's from Ohio. He must want to be getting back to Ohio, even though he lives in California right now. Well, once they interviewed him, 
he, it was easy. They knew that's the guy they wanted. And uh, as you know, he was there how many years? 20-some years? Oh, yes. So, I mean, he took over a year after I left, and he was there ever since until the latest. I know they got hit several different ones now, but uh, it was a great experience. The middle school was so exciting. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was... <laughs> together, um, you know, from five or four different locations, yes. and... Um, you know, it really is. And plus, now you're getting more into the class-changing schedules. And you're, mm -hmm. um, you know, it really is a, a big step, isn't it? It is a big step. It's an important step. And that's why I was really sorry to hear him take away sixth grade, because I thought sixth grade was perfect. When sixth grade was a nice lead-in year, so that for their seventh grade year, uh, they really had they knew what they were doing. We're now... They come in as seventh graders, and they're kind of eh, I'm coming from four. Now it's four schools, but they come in. It's kind of scary, and it takes probably two, three months to adapt for many students. But well, once they do, they they like they like that. Like you're saying, switching classes and that is so you know so mature, uh, makes them feel more grown up. Let me, and, let me, uh, um, I'm not trying to bring out anything bad, but I want to back up just a bit. Uh, sure. The Chansey experience. Um, were there unique challenges there that other principals didn't have? Well, By, oh, I, I mean other school principals. I understand what you mean. Uh, well, I wouldn't say Chansey was not that much different than, than the Plains. You know, that, that we have our, 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 our people that live in the back hills. And it's, it's fine if they got some place to live, which, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they have fine youngsters. I mean, some are the most intelligent youngsters. For several years in a row, the valedictorian, salutatorian at the high school came from Chansey, former students, and so on. So, I mean, they, it was a very good group, a nice mixture. Yes, were there challenges? Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, but they were at both schools. At the middle school, there were a ton. So, but Chansey, it's not, no, it was, and then we had great teachers who really understood the, the youngsters and where they're coming from, and they really cared for them. And I think youngsters, when they left, Chance, you know, I hope they did, the one from the Plains, felt that they had teachers who really cared about them as they went into middle school, eventually on to high school, and so on. Okay, so now, here it is, what, what is this, uh, 2020. Um, yeah. If you were to be thrown back into this teaching today, or a supervisory role as a principal, do you feel it's it's changed significantly, or a little bit, or... Would you enjoy it? Oh, I think I think I would enjoy it. Yeah, because I would I would make sure I did because I would do things that I think would hopefully enhance the school and the community, and they would know that my heart was really into it. Uh, but I, you know, I've been out of it, David, so long. I, mean, I left here in '96. You know, I went back to Frankfurt to, to teach again, and uh, I've been overseas since then, over on and off. Yeah, we're going to get into that in a moment. I know, but I'm just, so I, I don't, I, I, I would I have to say from my background, at my age, no, I would not want to do it at my age right now. But at my younger age, when I was in my 30s and 40s, yeah, I would love the challenge, I think. And uh, I think, you know, things have changed, but you know, you change, you adapt to it. So, and I think I adapted well, I, at least I tried to. And I had a good wife who, who directed me if I didn't, so... 
lots of help there. I, I uh, put down in my notes as I was thinking about this conversation that it seems to me that you retired a bit early in terms of the Athens system, right? Oh, gosh, that's 51, yes. I, I have 31 years then, yes. But still, I mean, when we think of retirement age, we think of 65 or something like that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, was was that intentional because you had some other thing in mind? Well, actually what happened was, yes, I, I don't know if you remember back in those days, I tried to get the school system interested in going to a modified school year, uh, which is not year-round school, but it, it does close down the gap for summer. Where I mean, I had some summers where I remember at the Plains once I was out walking across because I had seven buildings and walking over to see Roma Mina's secretary and, a couple of youngsters came back the third day after school. Was out, and they go, Mister Mason, you got anything for us to do? And I said, Well, not right now. And they go, We're bored already. We want to come back to school. I thought, Hmm, this tells me something. You know, they, 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 they the youngsters enjoyed getting together, even though they didn't always agree with each other, as we know from our days. But it was school. It was a community. And uh, it's three months was too. I remember that one was over three months we had off in the summer. They lose too much. A lot of youngsters lose so much that they, they don't. Uh, that they have to. It's really difficult the next year when school starts up. The teachers have to take anywhere from four to six, eight weeks to really get things back in tr- on track again for for the next grade level. So I put a. Anyway, I, t- I tried to get the modified school year going. The staff at the staff. I'm talking staff meeting custodians, cooks, bus drivers. All said yes. Let's let's give it a try. Well. The board didn't like the idea, so it didn't happen. Whoa, 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 whoa. So what did I do? I get a phone call from Germany saying, hey, Jim, we need a teacher yeah. next year for uh, PE. Your buddy Tom's going to take a years off to be with his daughter, and we'd love to have you come back. This was in, in 96. It was about March of 96. Okay, but so I went and talked, talked to Betty. I made a decision. They sent me a contract. I retired soon after. Okay, so, so tell me... Um I had about six questions in that spot, but I'll, I'll drift to one. Do you speak German? I speak and speak kind of Deutsch, yeah. Okay. Uh, Betty's much better. Did you speak German before this all came about? Well, I've had that summer over there, but uh, I just knew basic German. And if my, my good German friends, if any of them are listening, would say, you probably still only know basic German, Jim, and they're right. Uh, I, when I got back over there, when I was... Principal, I couldn't coach. I, I, I could coach in the summer. I did. I did little league uh, baseball, but I, I, they did not allow administrators to coach. So, but when I got over there, I, I got to teach and I got to coach cross country, basketball, and baseball. So I had three sports every every year. I taught. You know, I, I coached, taught, and coached. Uh, but so anyway, they held German classes in the evening, and by the time I got home after teaching all day and having coaching a sport. I wasn't ready to go out and spend an hour and a half. And I get it. And, yeah. and, I, and, I, and that's not a great excuse, but also all our German friends all spoke English. You know, so they always wanted to use English, so it ended up, I, I, got, I guess I went in the back so door, kind of like really in the back normal. door. I, I, didn't, I didn't learn it well, but he's much better. So I have her. Well, um, let's see here. So um, how long did you do the Frankfurt thing? Well, 
you know, we did that 88 to 90 when I went the second year I was principal out there. And then we came back, and that's when I did Chansey for six years. Okay. And then I went in 96, and I was just one year. I was in one year filled in. The next year I didn't have a job, so I got, uh, I went to have a, a sessions where you go, and I went to London and interviewed, and I got a job in uh, England, Egan, Virginia Water, for two years. I, I taught, says I didn't coach again three sports at that school. And uh, it was a good experience. Betty came over and spent the uh, second year there with me because she had stayed here to, to finish up her her thirty plus years. Uh, and uh, then in about ninety nine, she got a call from Frankfurt, uh, principal of a primary school, and said, "Betty, I'd like to have you come be my assistant." And so off we went. So we went back to Oberlin, Germany, which is north of Frankfurt, uh, and uh, that's where we were. Through, well, two years ago, we finally gave up our apartment. In, in, in 18, we had an apartment over there, and uh, we kept it even when we, you know, year-round. We finally said, you know, we're, we're spending money we don't need to spend, so uh, we gave it up. Uh, and now we just go over and we go to a Airbnb when we do go back, which we do every yeah. fall. So Yesterday um, was the, um, what would you call it, anniversary, I guess, of Hitler committing suicide. Amen. And and sort of the end of all of that awful period. Um, Is there any, um, of course this has faded over the years, I'm sure, but I have to think that at some point there was still some resentment against Americans. And and that has, as I said, faded or dissipated or whatever. Did you ever have any sense of that? No, okay. not whatsoever. In fact, they were, especially in our early years, 88, 90, they were, I think, embarrassed yet because they still felt, felt bad yeah. that what their country had done. But we, we knew it wasn't them. It wasn't them that did it. It was, you know, people back in their 30s, 40s, and they finally got over that. And one of the things when we saw it possibly happen was when Germany held the World Cup soccer. Uh-huh. And the nationalism came out, because before they were afraid to put their flags out, mm-hmm. so on, they, not, I shouldn't use the word afraid, but they just want, didn't want people to look down on them and think that they were trying to become too nationalistic again. Well, that World Cup brought them together, and I think it, it took some, some weight off their shoulders of let's don't be in, in, embarrassed about what happened before us. Let's go forward. And of course, Angela Merkel has helped tremendously with that uh, image. Uh, no, I, I don't, uh, I, I never felt that. I never, I, I didn't feel that when we lived in an apartment complex with all Germans. And that's why my German was decent. I always called I had elevator German. So I could always talk about the weather and a little bit of politics. Uh, which we won't get into here, and uh, but you know that was good. You know the, the neighbors knew the Americans were here and that they were okay, and we were not judging them. Right. So okay, so now um, uh, you've had several homes here in Athens, <laughs> and to some yeah, degree, I would say you've downsized because you're spending a great deal of time elsewhere. Um, yeah, and. Um, your daughter 
has a beautiful home and and her husband they're they live near me um i've sort of lost track of um is it aaron 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 and nick man they hung out together a bunch those yeah. two playing soccer together and so on well, aaron's in australia australia yep what's with you guys uh, you know what you get in the blood David, I tell you, 65 did it for me. I got it in my blood to travel. Then he had it in 66, and uh, we couldn't have matched up much better for having that travel bug. And it's not being afraid. It was it was tough when we went in, in you know, when we went in, in uh, 87, went to Antwerp, Belgium, for our first overseas experience, and the kids liked the idea at first until they realized we were actually going, and then they weren't real happy with us. But after about two, three months there, they were really happy to be there. They they saw they had a different different perspective on life. And, uh, but I mean, was, you've really was, gone nuts doing this, okay? I mean, you travel a lot. And we, now, do, we do. Let's try. Let's try assembling a short list. No, a list of where all you've been, uh, country wise. Okay, I've been all over Europe. The only European country I've not been in is Portugal. I've been close to it, but never, never got into Portugal yet. That's not Betty's in my bucket list yet. Okay. So, so we've done all that. We've done all the Scandinavia. We did that in 71 when we traveled for our honeymoon, belated honeymoon. Uh, we've took Charlotte when I came over, our Charlotte, our granddaughter, oldest one of Molly and Kevin's, uh, came over for a summer and she'd done a project in middle school on Latvia. Which is out there with you know, Lithuania right, right. and Estonia. She said, "I'd like to go." So we went up to drove, flew into Finland, and did our things, and went up to the North Pole, you know, and then we went to, to Latvia for that. So we did that part. We've been to Hungary, uh, uh, Romania. I haven't been to Hungary. Betty's been to Hungary, and we've been to Africa. Betty's got a project down in South Africa. She's just down in. Uh, uh, in the Kalahari, which is where the displaced uh, people were, were put yes. by the British years ago, yes. uh, with early childhood uh, teachers there. So we, I've only been there once, but she goes back about every, every other year, so she's been there about ten times, I think. Uh, you know, doing workshops and, and really assisting uh, with the direction their early childhood programs were going there. Um, You've even been traveling a lot recently, and just got yeah, and and you know the coronavirus and all this sort of thing. So, you know, did it um, did you did it give you pause as you were traveling about? And, and, well, and then, of course, when you came back, you self quarantined and all of that, right? Right. What what what, what um, did it worry you? I'll tell you what. It was it was it was scary. Except except we weren't scared because we were in Australia with Aaron and his wife and, and his three uh, children there. Uh, the thing that got scary was planes. Yeah. Planes were going to stop flying, yeah. and this was about the middle to about the third week in March, and we weren't supposed to come back till uh, April, like April eighth, something like that. And Betty said, "I got I got to check out planes," so she did. And she found out we were flying back Virgin Australia to L.A., mm -hmm. and they were only going to fly, when she called, one more week, and then they were closing down. So she got us out of plane uh, Saturday, I think like I think it was like the 28th of, I think it was 28th, 28th or 29th of, uh, 
of March, and we came back early. And we left our apartment that we were staying in. Our son, Aaron, and his family used it some because it was near the beach. Uh, but we had to get back. They said, we, we want to be home. We, we debated about it, as you're saying. You make a decision, what are you doing? We thought, gosh, it would be kind of neat to stay here an extra month. Well, then it looked like it was going to be two months. And then I said, one of us, three months. Well, we, we want to be in our own home. So we came back, and, and uh, as we are very happily uh, and, and pleased that we made that decision and were able to get here, airports, David. We flew in, in and out of four major airports. Brisbane, which is one of the largest in, in Australia, right. there were only 10 flights going out that day. To total, they usually have hundreds going out. We thought, this is a pretty good decision. Only people we saw in the airport were people on our plane. And get, get to L.A., you know, I had the plane to go to Minneapolis. There's only 20 people on a plane that holds 180. The next flight from Minneapolis to Columbus, there are only 11 people on the plane, which only holds 120. But most of those people in both those last two planes, five of them, five or six of them were pilots who, you know, had connectors and had to get back to their place. So there were only like four or five paying customers on any of those last flights. So it, they let us know that we made the right decision. We need to get back here, self-quarantine. A day or two still, might have been too late. It would have been. And we, we would have probably been there through probably July. And financially, that would have cost us a bundle. So we said, let's let's not do that. Let's, you know, let's get you, back here. You mentioned in passing, but I'm going to bring it out a little more. Um, you know, Betty, I think, has been involved in Kiwanis. You've been involved in the Lions uh, organization out of Chansey Dover. Um, right. These these um, these organizations, of course, you travel. So, uh, but when you're here, you're really involved in them, both of you, right? Yes, yes. I I really enjoy my my chancy mates out there. We try to do as much as we can. There's only like eleven or twelve of us active anymore, but uh, we we try to do what we can to support the, the chancy community, and uh, I think we do it well. Well, you've done other things, too. You've, for years, of course, I'm no longer associated with the Copperheads, but for years you hosted us oh, yeah. for a meal, mm -hmm. and, and um, um, it was just a nice experience uh, each summer to, to see you all and, and all of that. Well, anyway, um, just keep that up, of course. Um, I know the guys really like that. We do it for the uh, high school football team also. We, okay. we usually host them. If, if you had not pursued education as a career, uh, what, 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 what might have been your second or third choice? Oh, that's interesting. Betty's dad, who was in, in the sales, really wanted me to get into sales. He always said, he said, I think, Jim, you could talk anybody off, you know, shirt off their back. And I said, I don't know, Papa Carl, I said, I think I'm going to work with youngsters. I want to work with young adults. Uh, so I probably would have gotten into some type of business. Uh, well, selling wanted, selling could have been it. Who knows? You know, if you want selling advertisements for WATH and W, you know, I so on. I was just going to say, if you want to do that, uh, we have a new program. <laughs> for, for, for old people, huh? Well, actually, <laughs> I'm my you, know, you, you would know the two or three others that are joining us. In fact, you would know him very closely. So mm -hmm. uh, we can talk about that if you want sometime. Listen, hey, you know what? Just 
Send me information, yes. What goals do you have remaining in your head? Oh, number one is I, I got six grandchildren, and I would love to hey, see. Hey, I got to tell you, I got eight. Well, you see, you got me by two. I'm glad for you. Okay. Six is enough for me. I'm Nick, happy with Nick that. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see a couple of them married, maybe be a grandpa, you know. Mm -hmm. That would be kind of cool. Uh, great grandpa, that type thing. But, uh, oh. But yeah, I still want to travel. We, we feel we, we're, we feel healthy enough that we both, uh, in fact, I was supposed to go back to Germany May 13th, uh, which I canceled some time ago. Because um, we were going to have a couple of young know, Charlotte was going to, uh, actually, Mac was graduating from high school and is graduating from high school, and Alice from middle school. Of course, most of those things have gone by the wayside, so Betty was going to stay for those, and I was going to go back to Germany. I, had, I, was, I was supposed to select the uh, all-tournament team for the baseball tournament that was going to be held at Frankfurt International School, and I thought, i got to go back for that, you know, cause it's my, you know, one of my favorite sports, so, but it's canceled. I won't do that, but I'm hoping to go back, and we're both hoping to go back uh, sometime in October. We have a, a very important wedding to go to in early October, and then we're going to fly back for a couple months. Uh, I like to be there for cross-country season. I was the head cross-country coach for several years, and um, I, I like going back just to go to meets and to be there to support the, all runners, not just our own, but all runners that put that effort out. So Let me throw something out there. Is there a mm -hmm. country that does not appeal to you? Yeah, I've been to Asia only to Singapore, but I'm not... I'm not interested in going to, uh, at this point, I have many good Indian uh, students in my classes, but I'm not interested in going to India. China's not a attraction to me. Uh, Betty and I'd like to go maybe to Thailand, now, uh, if it know, works I out. a daughter-in-law from Thailand. <clears throat> oh, okay. And I have a daughter-in-law from Russia. Have you been to those countries? Uh, no. Okay. You know, my international travels have all been, well, primarily associated with my service, my military period. Uh-huh. But, um, and I love working. So, you know, I I don't think I'm going to retire and have all this time to move around and see things. I, I'm very happy, and I love Athens. You guys love you know, Athens, don't you? We do. You know, David, and it, 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 travel is not for everybody. I mean, it's not easy. I mean, that, that trip we took home this time, we were 35 hours from the time we left our, our Airbnb to we got to Athens, Athens, Ohio. It was 35 hours, and that's not easy on the body. Uh, well, I, so, as a young guy, you know, I never missed an Ohio State game, a home football game, while I lived in Hawaii. Think about that. Mm. <laughs> Thirteen hours. Yep. Uh, and I never missed a. Um, I sat with the media section where all the radio and television guys sit, and gals too. Um, I never good. That's a good add on. Anyway, all right. Well, yeah. Travel, travel. Um, I did a lot of it as a youngster because my dad did, and I would accompany him. Um, really. 
All right. Well, listen, what, what, what have I failed to ask you that you think I should have brought out? We've got one and a half minutes. What have we got left yet? Well, number one, you ask about homes. You know, we lived at 109 Sunny, actually Robinson Trailer Park, 109 Sunnyside, then 12 North May. Then when we came back, we, we moved into 106 Maplewood. And, and now we're out here at 11 Far Hills Drive. And, you know, one thing I can say about that, the neighborhood's all been wonderful. Always great people, wonderful people to say hi to, to stop talking the yard with and so on. And it is, it is home. And it's when Betty and I landed in Columbus, and then when we drove in Athens, we said, ah, yeah. we're home again. I get it. And, and it felt so good. Uh, and that, that's why I do the basketball games, our, you know, our club where I get to see you when you go through, through the Royal Room, is that I get to see people I don't see very often. And I said, I love doing that because I get to ch have a quick ch chat. I get to see my neighbor who's up the hill here, President uh, Neilis, and his wife, Ruthie. And that just, it's just it's special. You know, and Athens people are special, and that's what brings this community together, and uh, that's why we're so happy. Uh, my, my home is here. I, I don't. And Defiance was where I was raised, but this is where I'm very happy to say this is my home. Folks, I, I'm not sure I've said it often enough. Our guest today has been Jim Mason. Jim, of course, was, uh, I think of him most notably as the principal of Chansey Elementary School and uh, had that role for quite a time. But he's had many other assignments uh, locally too, and uh, for that matter, internationally. Jim, thanks for yeah. joining us today. Service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I'm Peter King in Orlando. Another dismal weekly jobless claims report from the Labor Department. It says more than 3.8 million people filed first-time claims last week here in Florida, leading the country with some 326,000 jobs. Economist Joel Naroff says there's some hope for a good start to recovery. The economy is slowly being reopened, and that will put some people back to work. The biggest concern, though, right now is that some firms that have held out cutting their workforces are now throwing in the towel, and state and local governments whose budgets have been devastated are also in downside mode. Thus, do not expect the layoffs to end for a while. American Airlines has followed devastating losses for Delta and Southwest with its own report. CBS News senior travel advisor Peter Greenberg. The first quarter earnings for U.S. airlines have been dismal. And with Americans reported net loss of $2.2 billion, it's forcing the airline to downsize to survive. And when it emerges from the COVID-19 crisis, American has no choice but to be a smaller, leaner airline. And the Commerce Department says consumer spending dropped 7.5% in March. That percentage decline is more than three times the record holder from 1987. Right now, the Dow is down more than 200 points. 